0: When I have the opportunity to speak with a guest who lives outside the state of Wisconsin, it's it's always kind of fun to find out. Well, how are things where you are? Because things around here are a little crazy, a little dicey. We've increased testing, so that increases the number of COVID nineteen cases. Uh, there there are. It also increases the number of people who don't have COVID nineteen. So, the state of Wisconsin is uh, has some of the least restrictions of any states in the country and uh, and yet there are still people who simply want to turn their backs on COVID-19 altogether and just be open. I don't know and then of course we talk with uh, Jeremy Dice who is our guest this morning from First Liberty to talk a little about how how protesters whether it's COVID-19 or George Floyd or even churches restrictions are treated differently. Uh, Jeremy good morning thanks very much for talking with us.
1: Good morning. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You're uh, you're absolutely welcome at uh, the First Liberty Institute. What is your take as an attorney with uh, FLI regarding the treatment of coronavirus restrictions and uh, and the George Floyd protests, for instance?
1: Well, it's it, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of Americans probably are in the same boat that I am. That uh, they're kind of struck by the fact that all of a sudden we're able to get out of our houses and and go about the streets and and, in close proximity with one another. In fact, you can even go in large numbers to stores, whether or not the owners want you there or not, to to go through and and make sure that you're exercising your right to protest. And look, no one questions the ability of peaceful assembly and protesting, uh, even at the worst of times. Uh, and, And these are worthy issues to be considering as a country right now, but it, it just is. Uh, it is interesting to see how uh, just a few weeks ago, governors and mayors like Mayor Bill de Blasio were threatening down uh, churches and synagogues and other places of worship that wanted to just meet in person again, and saying that they were going to kill grandma if they if they did. Uh, and then, to, as if to highlight the the irony even further, even while his own daughter is being arrested in the protest in Manhattan. Uh, he is sending Mayor de Blasio, send the New York Police Department to areas of the city where uh, synagogues are meeting for prayers, and bust those prayer meetings up. Uh, it, it, the, the irony ought not to be lost on anyone. And if there's any question about whether or not our mayors, or at least some of our public officials, are wanting to at least selectively enforce the rules, uh, rules for you but not for me, well, then this should be this should lay those concerns to rest.
0: I'm curious, Jeremy, if those gatherings had not been synagogues, but rather uh, bingo parlors, do you suppose the response would have been the same if the religious aspect was removed from those gatherings?
1: Look, I I don't know. It it sure doesn't seem that way, because it seems like the focus has been intensely upon the, the religious community. And it's almost as if the religious community, religious individuals, are somehow less capable of safety. You know, you, could, you can go to the, the laundromat and spend six hours there waiting for your underwear to dry out, but you can't go to a church service because, for goodness sakes, those people can't help themselves. Those religious zealots, they've got to hug each other. They've got to shake hands and sing. Oh, my goodness, they got to sing and create a germ cloud over top of them. And all of Western civilization, civilization is going to die because of, of the Christian people. Well, that, that type of... Uh, open hostility towards religion is really disconcerting in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, That ought not to be the case, and that, it continues to this day, is even more concerning. Yesterday we just sent a letter at First Liberty Institute, we sent a letter to the mayor of Somerville, Massachusetts, outside of Boston, right next to Cambridge uh the 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 governor of, of of Massachusetts has basically said look people can meet in person again in the houses of worship and other places as long as they meet within 40% of the overall capacity of their building well oh, that that's pretty good that's a great start well the mayor says well no actually in my town you're only going to be having 10 people meet at a time well, well goodness sakes number one well, the governor's order said you can't be more restrictive than mine number two The mayor is now saying that not even Jesus and his disciples could get together in his own town for a worship service. This has gone on far too long, and it's time now for the churches to reopen.
0: Is there a reason behind uh, these uh, restrictions against religious organizations, do you think? English, I mean, they're couching it as safety, a but it...
1: reason behind them, or or a more implicit one, because I I don't know that anybody actually comes out and outright says why they're saying that uh, churches are not allowed to meet, other than they happen to be one of the most identifiable uh, large gatherings in our community on a regular basis of things. Uh, but if if it's uh, if it's a, a kind of the implicit thing behind it, it's because well, goodness sakes, those religious people can't be trusted, can they? You know, the Sixth Circuit should have laid all of this to rest several weeks ago when they were asked to opine upon, upon whether or not the state of Kentucky could open up uh, in-person services or not. And, and the governor there had banned in-person services. And, and the, the, the Sixth Circuit, helpfully, I think, said, you guys realize that the people who are going to law firms and retail businesses and restaurants and liquor stores and laundromats and a whole litany of other things that the state of Kentucky had already allowed people to go and reengage society with, they're the same people who go to church on sunday the people who go to church who go to work on friday are the same people who are going to church on sunday so to say that religious people have to be put in some sort of home confinement but not but not secular individuals well that's not only the height of arrogance it is absolutely obvious religious discrimination that anybody who would be willing to watch and look for it should be able
0: to see will that come to a cha- to a halt will there be sufficient uh lawsuits or or pressure put on those individuals uh, communities or states that are trying to keep religion under their thumb to force them to stop that kind of indiscriminate unfortunate uh, uh singling out of of religious gatherings
1: i i think so number one we have bought a number of those lawsuits and every time we brought the lawsuit we've won the lawsuit and we've had to take we've uh, taken the, the mayor of louisville for instance to to court to get him to stop this was right before uh, Easter Sunday. And, and on the Saturday before Easter Sunday, we won uh, an order there that prevented the mayor from stopping people from going to church in their cars on Easter Sunday morning, and drive in church service. And we won in Mississippi when the mayor there said that he couldn't do the same thing. And we won in Kentucky when we were able to get a uh, statewide order permitting in person church services. And, and we sent dozens of letters around the country saying similar things getting similar results. And then I think you've also now seen, including as of recently, as of yesterday, uh, the Attorney General Bill Barr weighing in on a lot of these issues. In fact, he, he weighed in on a friend of the court brief in California on the issue of actual protests. And he, he made a broader point. Number one, look, if you're going to impose these really arbitrary numbers of only 100 people can meet within a given space, that's not going to fly into the Constitution for people who are trying to exercise their First Amendment rights. Be those rights of free speech— or the free exercise of religion, or of assembly, or of any of the other rights that are listed in our First Amendment. So I'm particularly encouraged that there's an, at least one attorney general, and thankfully the attorney general of the United States, Bill Barr and his crew, that are challenging these restrictions and these these mayors who, uh, who seem to think that there can be no challenge to their rule and authority. And, and perhaps that's exactly what the coronavirus actually has embedded within it, is the sort of truth serum that has exposed... Public officials who have a, a lust for power and, and who want to rule with an authoritarian streak, the virus seems to have really revealed them for what they actually
0: are. It seems that way. You can protest by the hundreds, by the thousands, but you can only go to church 10 at a time. Attorney Jeremy Dies uh, from First Liberty Institute. You want to read more? Google First Liberty Institute and find out. Uh, J- Jeremy, I appreciate you spending time with us this morning.